Yo, what's up, everyone? It's Nick Can't Mine here, back with another edition of Meet the Taco Plebs. I got a really special episode for you today because I got one of my longtime homies from Bitcoin Twitter, Saint Bitcoin. He is the host of the Pleb Talk podcast, and I remember being very honored and felt very special that he reached out to me to be the very first uh, interviewee on his podcast. And ever since then, like me and him, have just been talking a lot more and getting to know each other better. And the dude's a top dude. He has been working hard as shit this entire year to stack sats. And I think he's got a really amazing story and a St. Bitcoin. Thanks for coming on. Yo, 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 young Nick, big Nick. I can't even call you young Nick no more, man. You're living a dream (laughs) doing the Bitcoin magazine stuff. I'm gonna have to call you big Nick from now on. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, it's been a long time since we talked, man. I miss you. Mm-hmm. I miss you too, bro. It's been way too long since we talked. You know, we we did that one podcast with just you and me, and I remember not too long later we did another podcast called Forged by Bitcoin, and we also had Optimus Fields on that. That was one podcast I really enjoyed, and I know that um we were talking on the timeline about doing another episode of that. And I would be totally down to do that. We're definitely going to have to do that very soon. I like the podcasts when you get to like dig deep into like your life and like the way like you've been changed about like this whole experience that we've been been through in Bitcoin so far. Those are really fun. Because everyone's got a different story, but it's like always like pretty similar to other people. Like everyone gets to the same end goal, but just their path to where they get there is totally different and unique and um i love it dude same here and uh let's get into your path actually with the first question i want to ask you is sure what is your rabbit hole story and how'd you find bitcoin all right man well so my rabbit hole story i'm gonna just keep it real short because it's not extremely special but it's definitely a, a story of redemption um, when I got into Bitcoin in 2017, uh, like many people, um, I got into Bitcoin when it was around the 3000 area. But um, so around that time, I, I was just starting my my freelancing career uh, in production full time. You know, like I shook enough hands. I got enough contracts. I did enough gigs to where it was like finally full time. Um, I was just moving out of my house. I was just getting married. So like everything was really new. Like life was very new for me, I guess. Um, adult life was very new for me. So I didn't know a lot about finances either, or I didn't know a lot about the history of money or just all the things we know now, but I got into Bitcoin. Unfortunately, it was from, uh, and I say, unfortunately, cause it was from a friend from my old church and I didn't know anything. So with Bitcoin, I got into the shit coins, I got into the Ponzi schemes, and I got into all the junk as well, right? Like many other people. For me, that was my learning curve. That that was my uh, my little stumbling block to, you know, kind of straighten me out. I remember when I was on my first traveling gig with uh, one of the production companies that I worked for. I was watching my uh, shitcoin portfolio go up by like tens of thousands of dollars, right? Like I was freaking out at work. I didn't understand what was going on. I made some money. I lost some money. 
but um, I learned, right? Like that was the most important thing for me was I learned. So, so right after the beginning of June, 2018, um, or sorry, right after the beginning of 2018, the first couple months that I, I was selling all my shit coins, left all the Ponzi junk. Um, and, uh, I jumped on Twitter, right? Um, I jumped on Twitter for two reasons. One, one to keep up with, uh, politics and Trump and QAnon and all that kind of stuff. And the second was, was Bitcoin. And, uh, I'm really grateful I jumped on there because I started finding the plebs. Uh, the first couple accounts that I found was American HODL, Dr. Bitcoin, and Psychedelic El Barto. Like those were the first couple guys that I found on Twitter. And just from there, it, it just leads you down, right, the rabbit hole of, of Bitcoin maximalism and like finding this community of people. And I'm really grateful for it because I wouldn't be the, the, the pleb, the maximalist, the sat stacker, the seeker of freedom, monetary freedom that I am today if it uh, wasn't for all the plebs on Twitter. So it's definitely time well spent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Shout out to all the plebs on Twitter. They, they, really, no. take, they, <laughs> they really take a hold of you and uh, they, you just learn so much on Twitter. You know, I used to think social media – was just a big waste of time like I'd be on it and like you know when I was in high school and stuff and I was like you know it's fun you know messing around with friends and stuff on here and you know seeing you know what everyone has to post but I really don't care you know what you had for lunch every single yeah. day this week <laughs> you know yeah so 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 like uh um during that first half of 2018 I guess I was like baptized in the orange waters of maximalism and I came out a new creation, the Saint Bitcoin you see today. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a fire ass quote. <laughs> but yeah, dude, um how was that that quote was top tier, dude. Uh, how has Bitcoin changed your life since you got into it? Why don't you dive a little uh more into that? Yeah, yeah. Um so let me think. I think probably there's three ways that Bitcoin has changed my life so far, right? Like it's an ever evolving thing, right? But uh, if I can go with the maybe the top three off the top of my head, number one, and, and this is probably going to be for most people, um, is purchasing power, number go up, right? So I I really haven't enjoyed the the fruits of that yet and i don't really want to enjoy the fruits of it for a long time to come but but just watching it happen right like it's very exciting i know there's a lot of people who have been in bitcoin a lot longer than me there's a lot of people who who are a lot more wealthy than me um but i, I think bitcoin is definitely it's okay so bitcoin is for everybody but it, but it's definitely really for the underdogs right like i'm just a simple american working class, nobody, right? So, so watching that number grow up is just, is just a confirmation of just your time and energy and your hard work and your conviction. Um, because maybe I speak for myself, but I put everything I had into Bitcoin over the last several years. I put everything I had into Bitcoin 
paychecks, if I uh, won money, if I got money as a gift, everything. Uh, I, I even took out a loan to get more Bitcoin. So I put everything I had and then some into it. So it's very enjoyable to watch that number go up. And, you know, as the dollar goes down in value, it doesn't really, you know, mean anything, right? Because the dollar is eventually going to become worth nothing. But it's just a it's just a really exciting indicator of your time and energy and conviction. Um, I think in this fiat paradigm, there's a lot of like wicked and evil and selfish people that are in control. And there's eventually going to be an economic reckoning. And I think like the 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 scales of justice are going to be balanced. And I think a lot of these plebs that you see today who have been storing their, 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 their time and energy and the soundest money in existence, I think they're going to have this big leg up in the new world and they're going to be able to do a lot of good where, you know, others have chose to do evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, I got to say, I'm a bit jealous. Uh, I applied for a loan so you know i could buy more bitcoin and they denied me <laughs> really yeah <laughs> but no, uh, it was crazy because when i applied for it was just a small loan and it was when bitcoin was about 9000 i applied to get one bitcoin and you know now it's 27000 so um i'm happy yeah you're sitting pretty right now <laughs> but um one thing i wanted to touch on is i totally agree with you when you say, you know, Bitcoin is everyone, especially like the plebs, you know, like the working class, like over this year, we've had so many rich people and institutional investors, you know, the Michael Saylors, the Stan Druckenmillers, Millers, you know, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, come into Bitcoin and they're allocating like small percentages of their you know net worth into Bitcoin. Yeah. And even though it's like yeah. hundreds of millions to billions of dollars. I applaud the plebs so much exactly. like you and me and everyone exactly. else who works to I make appre- a good living and they I put a- everything they have. I appreciate that conviction from everybody. Um, it, it, you know, so, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm very vocal about my faith. It's like the story uh, in the Bible when Jesus is standing with uh, the Pharisees who are the religious people of the day and the poor widow and the Pharisees, you know, they were very, very, very rich. And when it came to them coming to the temple to, you know, tithe to make an offering, right? Like they, they tithe of their excess. They tithe their, their, their half a percent of their wealth, right? But the widow, the widow of great faith, all she had was two pennies and she put in all she had. And Jesus praised her for that. And, and, you know, it's like kind of like the plebs, right? Like we we we've put all we had into this thing and we're seeing the rewards for it. And that's why we get so amped about it. Um, I, I wanted to go over just quickly the other two things of how Bitcoin has changed my life. Yeah, go for it. Um, the other one is just um, finances in general. So like because because I've been involved in Bitcoin, because I've been involved in Bitcoin Twitter, been around Bitcoiners, listened to them. um, I've been able to, it's kind of like the veil of deception has been pulled back. And I've been able to see that through Bitcoin. And I mean, maybe other people have seen it through other avenues, but for me and many others, it was Bitcoin. And what I mean from that is like, 
because I know what Bitcoin is, because I know where it's going, because I know the history that has led up to it, I, I, I can now see the fallacies of fiat currency and the evils of central banking. And it all makes a lot more sense when you look at it through like the orange lens, right? Mm-hmm. When you take that orange pill, your yeah. view on everything just changes. Like you, you, you just said that perfectly. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know, once you learn about Bitcoin, you just start seeing, you know, the lies and de- deception of the entire financial system. And you can't look at the U.S. dollar or any fiat currency the same way ever again. It's no, just no, no, you all you can't. see is corruption. Yeah. Um, and. The other thing that Bitcoin really changed my life is, um, I guess, when I look at the world um, with Bitcoin is is um, hope, right? Like uh, like an answer, uh, a method to the madness. Um, you know, we know there's going to be like fiat destruction. There's going to be inflation, possibly even hyperinflation. There's already destruction of currencies happening. Um, but with Bitcoin, like when, when I see all these things happening, I have hope because I know that there's an answer to all that madness. There's an answer to all that insanity. Um, and I really appreciate um, how a lot of the how a lot of Bitcoiners, um, they see that the same way. Um, Bitcoiners are people who um, they value family. They value legacy. Um, they value producing quality things and they value uh building things that last and and that's really what's being lost in this like wicked fiat society so i see a lot of hope in bitcoin and that's like something that's really i guess changed changed my life or changed the way that i view life in the world dude i couldn't agree more and uh you know before i got into bitcoin i massively i didn't even I, I want to say massively underestimated, but I didn't really underestimate it because I didn't even know how much the monetary system you're living under affects your way of life. And, you know, this fiat way of life affects us in this way where people don't, you know, they don't build anything that lasts anymore. You know, they ditch yeah. family traditions, they ditch everything that built them up to where that, you know, they were mm. today. And, Bitcoin restores that and it brings back like in my opinion like just better values and people start ditching all like the crap they're involved in today and start doing more productive and more valuable things with their lives. I agree with that 100% agree with that exactly. So going into my next question I wanted to ask you is what is the most amazing thing about Bitcoin to you? Ooh. Hmm. Okay. So I think the most amazing thing um, about Bitcoin to me is I'm going to tie it in um, to my faith because it's like, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. So the most amazing thing about Bitcoin to me is the absolute monetary truth. And, And what I mean by that is just simply the 21 million absolute scarcity, unshakable, unbreakable consensus, an immutable global ledger 
um, it's that's used for storing the tr- uh, it's used for storing value and transferring value across time and space all over the world. Um, and this is why I really appreciate that. And it speaks to me. So like in in the Bible, in the New Testament, Jesus says, and I'm not preaching to you. I'm just I'm just sharing this. Mm-hmm. Jesus said Jesus says in the Bible, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one gets to go to heaven or sees God but through me. So no matter your background or your history or where you come from, wherever your past was, you come to his eternal time chain. And and Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I just see the similarity of with Bitcoin. This So like with Jesus is the absolute spiritual truth, an absolute declaration that this is what it is. You come to this consensus and you follow me. And I see the same thing with Bitcoin with the absolute monetary truth, uh, the, the uh, list of things that I just listed um, with no matter what, your background is in life, where you came from, what you believe in, how you view the world, you leave it behind and you come to this time chain, you come to this consensus and you leave that old fiat mindset behind and like you venture forth into newness. So like Satoshi would say on this rock, meaning this absolute monetary truth, I will build the soundest money in existence and the central banks of hell shall not prevail against it. Right. You come to that time chain, you come to this consensus and you follow that way because it's a better way. So that, that, that's the most amazing thing to me. Dude, that's, that's just amazing. Like that, that that's <laughs> awesome to hear. Um, Bitcoin um when you say it's absolute truth i i always see people on twitter and me myself i've said this is like we're a bunch of truth seekers you know a bunch of truth seekers yeah and like bitcoin is not just a tool like it's not just it's a weapon right and so like because it's a weapon then that means and we follow the consensus so like we're soldiers wielding this weapon in an army of truth right and i see it with the plebs the cyber hornets right like we're like a squad and and it grows every day, right? Like that army grows every day and that truth, right? Truth is a weapon, right? That, that truth just pierces all of the deception all over the world every day. And it's a really awesome thing to see. Mm-hmm. I've seen people on Twitter uh, compare Bitcoin to like having a loaded gun. And I, <laughs> I, I can see what they're trying to say when they say that. Yeah. Uh, um so like let's say like with your faith um does anyone in your um like your church or anyone you know from your faith do they also are they also into bitcoin i know a black bull from twitter i'm pretty sure you might have done a podcast with him as well oh I yeah know, yeah i black know he's Bull's an awesome dude yeah um so here's it so i've gotten um i've gotten a couple people in my church i've gotten a couple people around me into Bitcoin involved in Bitcoin. They're not as like passionate or, or, or zealous about it as me. Um, but they have it, they own it, they understand it. Uh, 
They understand why they need it. Um, I think, uh, I think with the, I, I think with the faith-based crowd, there's still a lot of skepticism in, in Bitcoin. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should I have it? Should I not have it? Should I get involved in it? Should I not get involved in it? Um, I think it's really hard to break that ground, but, um, I think as the economic instability in the world continues, um, I think that's going to open the door for people to understand it better. Mm -hmm. So moving on to my next question is how would you advise someone to learn about Bitcoin? Do you have any favorite podcasts, articles, or books? Mm, That's a good one. Um, Let me see. You know, so like I, this is this is what I think. Anybody that I talk to about Bitcoin, I always tell them like, you're already interested in it enough to listen. You're already interested in it enough that you've heard about it before. Um, get yourself ten dollars worth of Bitcoin. Get yourself five dollars worth of Bitcoin. Get yourself twenty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever your number is of that amount that you just really don't care about because you will care about it. But I think if there's no skin in the game, then there's no urgency. But but when you have that little bit, whether it's five, 10, 20, 50, $100, and you see it going up, you see it going down, you see it going all around, like that, that intrigues people. That really piques people's interest. Um, so that's always my advice to people. Just take a little amount that you really don't care about. And just get a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, books for sure the bitcoin standard right like that's like a must i think i loved it um another one that i really enjoyed is um he's from twitter at jimbo coin he has a new book out called orange coin good the value of bitcoin volume one that's a really great book to uh give to people as well who are interested i wouldn't give people a book unless they're truly interested in it um podcast uh, Tales of the Crypt for sure. Stephen Levera, um, Ben BTC Sessions. He has a lot of good videos. He has great tutorial videos, um, and pleb stuff like your podcast, Coin Icarus, Fun with Bitcoin. Like I like the pleb stuff because you get to hear from like everyday people who are like on this crazy journey as well. Um, let's see for articles. Um, I don't really know too many articles off the top of my head. I always try to send everybody. Um, it's an article from Parker Lewis, uh, Unchained Capital. It's called Bitcoin Obsoletes All Other Money. That's a really good one. I think that really like blows people's minds when they read it. So I like that. Dude, Parker, Parker has some some really good stuff. I thought I thought you were gonna say uh, his gradually then suddenly series. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's great too. Um, Bitcoin obsolete all other money is my favorite, so I I always just show that to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on was at the beginning when you said that people most people don't have like urgency to learn about it unless they have at least the slightest amount of skin in the game and i agree and sometimes when i try and pitch to people like that it it's kind of like i kind of get stuck at times because i'll be like oh you should just buy a little bit you know just to see you know 
you know, just buy a little bit. And they're like, uh, I don't know. That seems kind of scammy. And it's like, it's, I just want to say, I promise you it's not, not in the yeah. slightest. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't really like confirm that to them unless they, you know, take the initiative to learn. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, moving on to my next question is what's your best Bitcoin pitch and how do you go about it? Cause I know everyone kind of needs like their own specific one tailored to them. Yeah, they do. Um, and yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. People, you know, humans are very specific to each person. So each person has their own scenarios and life and stuff like that. But, um, one thing that I always do is I, I always try and talk to people about the infinite money printing and like how this is not something new that's happening right now, because at least now more than ever in 2020, people are seeing it like, like, you know, everybody's seeing that, that the U S government who holds the, the reserve currency for the entire world, like they're just printing trillions of dollars. Right. Um, and that really resonates with people who are a little bit older, who have like been around the block and life a little bit more, you know, sometimes it's harder for younger people to understand, but I always try and tell people about the infinite money printing and how it's not new and kind of like how these cycles of sound money and then debt-based money and then sound money and then debt-based money, how like those cycles have been playing, have they been played out again and again and again over time? Like in the Bible, the book of Ecclesiastes, it says there's nothing new under the sun. So so it's like we see these cycles playing out. And I try to get people to understand that like not only are we is like one of those cycles coming to a head again, but it's on a global scale, like and like the gravity of 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 that being on a global scale. And I just implant that in people's heads, right? So, like, one thing that I that I that I'm never gonna do is try and convince people. I'm just gonna plant that little nugget inside their head. I'm gonna plant that little satoshi inside their head, and number go up is gonna do the talking, right? They're gonna remember what you said when when Bitcoin goes up a thousand dollars, and two thousand, and five thousand, and ten thousand, and twenty thousand. They're going to see that and they're going to remember exactly what you said. And, and if they're truly interested, if they truly care about themselves, they're going to come back to you and uh, inquire further. And those are the people that I want to help, right? Like you can't save everybody, but the people that you can save will be interested in it. And, and uh, they'll come back to you. They'll mm -hmm. text you. They'll email you. They'll see you at work or at school or something and they'll talk to you about it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like the people who at uh, $3,000, they're like, oh, I can't buy Bitcoin for, you know, you know, bad reason X, Y, and Z. And now it's 20, you know, what, $27,000. And they're like, oh, well, Bitcoin looks a lot more, a lot more appealing now that number went up. And yeah. uh, number goes up, fixes everything. Like when we, when we, over this next one to two years, as we hit a hundred K, 200 K, et cetera, people are going to be buying in just because other people are buying in and mm. they're going to be like, Oh, well I can make money off this or 
oh, let me research a little bit more into this. You know, my financial advisor, you know, Warren Buffett and all these people I trusted were telling me that this thing was going to die, but it's not and it's thriving. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen next year. Very well could be. It's I personally think it's going to happen in the next couple of years. There's going to be an economic storm and an economic reckoning coming and people across the world are going to feel it. And um, they're going to be looking not only for answers, but they're going to be looking for an alternative. And um, I think Bitcoin is going to be there to take the stage and uh, really rise to the top. I mean, you know, we know it's at the top already, right? But I think it's really going to take prominence on the world stage over the next few years, maybe just the next year. You, you can't keep printing all these trillions of dollars and trillions and trillions of dollars and close economies down and put people out of work and all this kind of stuff and just like no consequences to it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, Bitcoin was created for such a time as this and... um yeah, I think not only are people going to be thinking that, oh, like I can make money off of it. I think actually the whole sentiment is going to change and people are going to say, oh, this is going to be this is my safe haven. This is this is what's going to pull me through this storm. And they're and they're not going to want it either. They're not going to want to sell it right away or or they're going to understand that the fiat currencies are not the answer. And they're just want, they're just going to want to hodl. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So we're we're winding down to the end of this interview, and I just have one more question. Oh for man, you. winding down, man! You get me amped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know, because I know you've been super busy, you've been working super hard uh, throughout 2020, and are you going to continue the pleb talk podcast and do you have any future plans for that or any future plans, you know, that you want to share? No. So, so I guess I never really got to explain this yet. It's kind of hard to explain it over a tweet. The reason why I started the pleb talk podcast was because, so my career in production, I get to travel all over the country for, for work. So like every single place that I go, I wanted to like meet a pleb, meet up, you know, grab some steaks or something and like record a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously with the whole country being shut down and like the live events industry being being one of the hardest hit industries in the country, I can't really do that at the moment. But um, that that's what I want to do with the podcast. And so it's definitely coming back next year. I'll be making more episodes, you know, thank God I have uh, some, my career is going to slowly start to come back next year. So, so I'll definitely be making more episodes, but I really created it because I like to actually sit down and hang out with people and, and talk and do the podcast episode. Dude. Uh, I was, I was a sad when, uh, I saw the episodes, you know, stop because, you know, your podcast was literally one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, man. Oh, oh, see, now you're convicting my heart now. (laughs) I I just like my favorite podcasts are the ones where plebs just get on and shoot the shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, blame the commies, man. The commies (laughs) took it. (laughs) The commies took it away. Oh, I know, (laughs) dude. (laughs) But, But, uh, 
Yeah, man, it's it's coming back in 2021. I'll, I'll be traveling again. So that's awesome to hear, dude. Yeah. So, dude, I want to thank you a lot for coming on tonight. And dude, it's re- it's been really good talking to you again. And we got to continue talking more. Hey, man, I want to thank you for having me. All right. You're doing great, young Nick. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Cool, man. So if you made it to the end of this video or this podcast, leave a like, comment, and subscribe, as well as you have to follow St. Bitcoin on Twitter. His link will be down in the description. And I'll see you guys next week with a brand new guest. Peace. Peace. Yeah.